you have your Bible, go with me to Mark chapter 11, where we're going to be uh, today. So just uh, give you a couple names of people that will need your or appreciate your prayers um, this week. Uh, please um, be in prayer for uh, Bubba Maxi Jimmy. Uh, the, his son um, is over at the VA hospital um, in Tampa. Uh, they say that he has um, possibility need for a surgery. And so we're waiting to hear back for sure if that's going to take place. Uh, uh, Jimmy's a young man in his 30s, and um, so they're trying to figure out exactly what's going on. But I know that he'd appreciate your prayers. Uh, they were looking at doing surgery here in, in Sebring, but then they transferred him over um, to Bay Pines, to the VA hospital there. Um, he has diverticulitis, a very, uh, very severe case, so they're trying to figure out what's the best thing. They're also looking at... Uh, all, uh, diagnosing him with Crohn's disease. So we'll see all that all uh, works out, but I know that he would appreciate your prayers. Continue to pray for Joe Anir. Um, that's uh, Jean's mom. Uh, she's over in Wachula in the rehab hospital, um, but I know that they're looking to try to find a place that Joe can stay permanently. She's uh, losing her sight. Uh, she's having trouble walking, and so I, I know they'd appreciate um, your prayers. Um, it's good to see Donna here, but I'm then you pray for Lamar and Donna. She waits for upcoming surgery, and so it's good to see you this morning. Uh, also, please continue to pray for Wayne and Sandra Harris. I know that they would appreciate your prayers as she continues to heal. Good to see you this morning, and uh, keep their daughter Christy in your prayers. And it's just uh, she battles cancer, and mom is recovering from surgery, and so we know that they would appreciate uh, your prayers as well. So uh, just thank the Lord that that they're here this morning, and I know that. If you're on the other side, if you're ever sick and we get a chance to mention your name, you will be benefited by those people that do pray for you. So uh, I do share those things with you because I want you to be aware of uh, what's taking place in our family. And I know that those people's lives will be changed because of your, your time in prayer. I, um, it's interesting as we gather this morning, you know, you've got Palm Sunday, Good Friday, He's Alive. And uh, I just, you know, I, I really, um, as I thought about this Sunday, um, we're going to close our, our service a little bit differently. Um, Harry and the guys, or Harry's going to come back. We're going to add some music at the end. But I really want us to take some time to be praying for next weekend. I really don't want us to take next weekend lightly. And so this morning as I, I get a chance to share, I, I mean, I... You know, we, we, we sing the song, Hosanna, uh, which is, is it's wonderful. And, but I, can you imagine what this must have been like for Jesus? Spending time, and now the climax of his ministry is going to take place in the book of Mark. He's going to be willing to walk down a road and get on a colt that had never been ridden. And that, that's a sermon in itself, just to think that, I mean, I don't like horses, if you're a horse lover, 
uh, they scare me. They're big. They're unpredictable in my mind. I don't know. Just me and a horse don't work very well together. And and I would never, I don't really like riding a horse, and I would never sit on something that had never been ridden before. But you've got our creator that's going to go and get on a colt and ride it into town. Good to see you, James. We're still praying for you, too. And, um, and people are going to be shouting Hosanna. And they're going to be putting their garments down. They're going to be waving palm branches. And then they're going to switch to crucify. And all the ministry, I just this is what's amazing to me. Jesus' ministry was really kind of a private ministry. He would heal people and say, you know what? Don't tell anybody. Just go about your day. Somebody's life was changed. Hey, just keep it to yourself. It's not about him. It's not about me. It's not about exalting himself. And there would have been one chance for our Savior to change all of it would have been Palm Sunday. When he's riding on a colt. And knowing these people were shouting Hosanna. And he knew which ones are going to be saying crucify. And I've often put myself in, this week I put myself in the crowd. And I'm sure I would have been the one shouting Hosanna. But it brings great, great pain to my heart thinking, you know what? You would have been also in the crowd saying crucify. And as I think about this, my Savior, I think about Jesus riding on that colt, making the choice to ride into the city, knowing he was thinking about me. Saying, you know what? He will say, Hosanna to me one day. He will say, save me now. See, my time wasn't there as he's riding on a donkey or riding on a colt. My time was in Indiana as a whirly bird started there. You know what's really interesting? I want to shout Hosanna today. I'm choosing him today. I'm saying to him, you know what, Lord? I choose you as my salvation. If you have your Bible, look at Mark chapter 11. Pick it up in verse 2. Saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it, bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Tell him, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back. We'll send it back here shortly. They went and found a colt outside in the streets, tied in a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked him, why are you doing untying the colt? They answered, as Jesus had told it to them and told the people to let, him go, let it go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and their cloaks, put their cloaks over it and sat on it, many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had, been, that had cut, they had cut in the fields. Those went ahead, and those followed shouting, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is, blessed is the kingdom of, of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. 
Jesus entered in Jerusalem, went to the temple. He looked around at everything. But since it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. I don't know about you this morning, but I'm fascinated that my Savior chose to come into a, to Jerusalem on a colt. I'm fascinated that my Savior, as those people were shouting Hosanna, didn't call them liars. Didn't laugh at them. Didn't mock at them. He just accepted I mean, if, if, think about it. If you were on the colt, and somebody was shouting, you save me now? And you knew, you knew that that person was going to be standing in the crowd shouting, crucify him, crucify him. Don't tell me you wouldn't have done something about it. In our humanness, there would have been a natural reaction saying, you know what? Okay, you're the one that's going to say, crucify me. So, okay, you die. Um, you break your leg. You do whatever. You're gone. Because you're not, I'm not, we, we, there's something inside of us that none of us like criticism. None of us want somebody to attack us as a person. But yet the one who's the savior of all is riding through Jerusalem on a colt. And people in front of him and people behind him, they're shouting, Hosanna. And he just rode a colt. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. They had the right wording, but their hearts weren't right. And I realize that Scripture blinded these people, or Satan blinded these people, or God allowed it, and it's really hard for me to totally understand this as a father. But God the Father allowed his son to ride into a city on a colt, knowing that his son was going to be crucified for you and I. As a father, I, 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 I just, I struggle with that concept. Everything inside of me, as a father, wants to protect their children. My wife and I have a saying that basically our children are our heart walking around outside of our bodies. And there's not really anything we can do. But my Heavenly Father sat there and said, no, here's the colt. Here's the streets. Here's the people. Right in Jerusalem. After he arrives in Jerusalem, he does something that's very interesting. Pick it up in verse 12. The next day, as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry, seeing in the distance a fig tree. Um, you're gonna, I'll just read on down. This, I mean, this is, it's interesting. Um, seeing this fig tree at a distance and his leaf without at any fruit, when he reached it, he found um, nothing there because it was not seasoned for the figs. Then he said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. On reaching Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began driving out those who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves and will not allow anyone to carry merchandise through the temple courts. As is written to them, it says, it is not written, my house will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have made it into a den of robbers. 
the chief priests and the teachers of the law heard this and began looking at the way and began looking for a way to kill him for they feared him he caused the whole crowd to be amazed at his teaching when evening came they went out of the city it's interesting to me out of all the things that Jesus did as he entered into the city after riding on the colt, shouting Hosanna, he goes to the temple. Why is that important? See, it's time to buy a Passover. It's time for sacrifice. So what did the temple do? They made it a way to make some money. And I don't know if this happened but a lot of times when you're making money, greed gets involved. So can you imagine somebody coming from outside of Jerusalem to the temple and they're bringing their sacrifice and they're standing there saying, you know what, that sacrifice is not, not worthy. You need to buy ours. Nope, that sacrifice is rejected. Come in over here. We'll, we'll sell you a sacrifice. Now picture it. He rode in a call, on a colt, people shouting, Hosanna. Who's standing in the temple now? Jesus. The sacrifice. Can you imagine the insult that it must have been going on his heart? How people had taken a place, sacrifice, and they're making money. They're rejecting people's, I don't possibly, rejecting a good sacrifice so they can make more money. I don't know how he didn't blow his top. But what did he want from that from that temple? He wanted to be a house of prayer for all nations. Interesting. Just interesting to me. How easy it is for a church and for Christians be about selling books and resources. I just wonder, if he came in this morning, what would he think of us? Would he see us as a family that's a family of prayer? Would he see us as a family that, that, would, that the majority of us would stand up this morning and shout Hosanna, shout Hosanna at the top of our lungs? He walked in, would he say, we would, would we be willing to say, there's my Savior. Save me now. I don't know. I want to share something with you as God has worked in our family. A week ago, I shared with you about a missionary. And uh, I got a, a message and this is really, it's really, I don't know, it's got my attention for whatever reason. Um, partly, I think, because of ministry and what ministry looks like as far as churches are concerned. What ministry costs, not in a, not in a monetary instance. But I'll never forget, and this has happened in our family a little girl was born. I don't want to tell you who her name is. 
but she was born in a home that her mom tested positive for cocaine at her birth. And I always wondered as I watched if this little person grew up, I just wondered what, what were the side effects going to be? Would she, able to, would she be able to run? Would she be able to jump? Would she be able to tumble? And now she comes here on Wednesday nights and she's a feisty little one. I love to watch her come in. So when she comes around the corner, I've been instructed by her, her grandparents to ask her, did you have a red day, a green day, or a yellow day at school? Those are my instructions. And more times than not, she'll put that little smile on her face. Well, it was a red day today, you know, and just keep on going. That's okay. You're alive. But over the years, it's neat to watch the Lord do things. And this isn't something that we had planned. There was never a plan for Bible Fellowship Church to make CDs. But this little girl got one of our latest CDs. She's living with her grandparents. Her dad is no longer involved in her life. Neither is her mother. And it just blows me away to listen to her. So I want you to hear something. I don't know how well this is going to work, but this is a little person in our family that had no hope when she was born. And this is what she says now. She would have never heard of Jesus if it wouldn't be for her grandparents. Just amazing to me. Now she knows who writes on her heart. It's a God. And we have a tendency, and I know it's a tendency. But it's Palm Sunday. He's written on your heart. 
Stephanie rode in on that donkey or colt for you. He wanted you to see you. And I know you got your, we got our issues. I know we have our pain. What's weird for me is she's singing with Rachel. It was. Mm-mm. Is when I sat in the airport. In Johannesburg, and God said, I want you to go back. He knew Rachel would sing that song. And he knew that little girl would memorize the words. You know, it's so cool. That little girl's not old enough to read yet. But he wanted that little girl to have somebody else to be involved in her life. So that little girl would know one day when her dad will never come back. He wanted that little girl to know that God wrote on her heart and that God would be faithful to her. And so this morning I just, the worship team's going to come back, but I want us to spend a little bit of time in prayer. I don't know where all you are in, in all of your situations in life, but I want us to spend some time and and I marked another passage in my Bible and I realized this is, you know, shorter than what we normally do. It's because I want to have some prayer time at the end. But I can't get this picture out of my mind. And Jesus and his disciples in a place called Gethsemane And he said to them, sit here while I go over there and pray. He took Peter and the two sons of Zebedee along with him and began to be sorrowful and troubled. And then he said to them, my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Going a little farther, he fell on his face to the ground and prayed, my father, if it's possible, May this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but your will be done. See, the easiest thing for him on Palm Sunday was to get on that cold and keep on riding and never stop. And he had the power to do that. I don't know. But as he sat there on the colt, palm branches waving, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. He knew exactly which person would allow him to be their savior. But he died for all of us. He rode the colt into Jerusalem for you. He rode the colt in Jerusalem so that you could have a savior. He was willing to set aside himself for you. And my prayer for you this morning is that every single one of us sitting in this building 
would agree with, with Luke. And we would say, Hosanna. And every single one of you sitting here would say, you know what? I believe. I'm asking you to be my Savior. Save me now, however you want to word it. The wording is not important. What's most important is that you're sitting in a building today that your Savior rode into Jerusalem on a cult called Palm Sunday, willing to die for you. He was thinking about you. He knew your name. All he wanted to write across your heart is, Hosanna. He just wanted to hear you say, save me now, Father. That's what he wants. Statistics show that the numbers are getting fewer and fewer sitting in buildings called churches that truly have written Hosanna across their heart. I'm not saying that to make you doubt. If you're here and you're doubting, I want to just tell you one thing. His name is Jesus. And he wants Hosanna written across your heart. As Harry and the team comes, I'm going to give you some things you can pray about or pray for as we transition back into worship. This morning as we allow ourselves some time, and I know it's going to be quiet and it's going to be a little bit awkward. That's all right. My prayer is that you're agreeing with the book of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and these people, and inside of your heart, you're shouting, Hosanna, save me now. So, Father, as we enter into a time of prayer and we give some suggestions, I know it's not normal in church. Sometimes it's good not to do what's normal, what we're used to, or songs, a message, and we leave. So if you're sitting here this morning and and Hosanna's not written on your heart, his name is Jesus. He willingly rode a donkey, a colt, into town to die on a cross for your sins. And maybe there's thanksgiving in your heart this morning or maybe there's a question mark. The question mark is in your heart this morning. He's a wonderful Savior. He's an incredible friend. He's an unbelievable Father. His name is Jesus. But I think, and I'm going to leave this for just a little bit, but I think a lot of us in here, we know him. My prayer for you this morning is if you know him, that you would no longer allow yourself to keep God in a box.
And I think you need to spend a little time say, Jesus, if I've got you in a box, I want to set you free. Jesus, thank you for allowing Lucinda's passion and heart for me, for children. And you know the boys and girls that are growing up in those homes and you know their names. Thank you, Lord, that Pioneer didn't just stay in the box of what normal missions would be that She would send Lucinda and her friend to reach out to prostitutes' children. For that little boy, little girl that has no father, because her mom, the only way she can survive is to sell herself away right on the farm. Right, Hosanna, cross it, please. Thank you, Jesus, for allowing that little girl to be born into our BFC family. Thank you that she loves music. Thank you for giving Harry the idea to record a CD. Thank you for giving Harry the talent to record the CD, the ability. Thank you for the kids played. For Rodney, for Harrison, for Kevin, for Callie, Logan, Luke, Rach, for Owen. You gave them the abilities, and they never thought about this little girl, but you did. So you know what's so neat is she's entering into an Easter time of the year, Palm Sunday, and she's celebrating you. Wow, what an amazing God. I don't know what's on your heart this morning. I don't know what you're struggling with. I don't know what your burden is. But before we turn it over to Harry and to the worship team, I know somebody that can help. His name's Jesus. So where you're seated or where you're sitting or if you want to come forward, we have a wonderful altar here. It doesn't matter to us. We're not about who's forward or who's sitting or who's standing for about you, Jesus. So if you have a burden this morning, if you have a concern, you have a care, however you want to put it in words in English, I know one person that can help you. He just so happened to be humble enough 
to get on a colt and ride into town. Setting his agenda aside for you. His name's Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for today. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for humbling yourself for me. I say to you today, Hosanna, I choose you and no other. It's your name I pray. Amen.